Welcome to, to the, the infected. infected. Hi there, and welcome to The Infected, your bi-weekly podcast in which we discuss and play the best obscure and dark music. Jeroen and I have selected six great tracks, and we have a movie tip as well in our section, The Big Picture. And how does a fun musical challenge sound? With merchandise to win? Keep listening and find out. But first, let's get the show on the road and warm up with some electronic body music. This is Portion Control with The Great Divide.
Yeah, Portion Control, another band I'd never heard of, and I love the sound that this band has and uh, our episode kicked off with. So 80s somehow, all kinds of stuff that is happening in the, in this song, Jen Hammer-like uh, synths, <laughs> yeah. it's EBM, uh, their delivery that they have is uh, a sort of half hip-hop, but also not quite, it's dancey, it's, no, there's lots of stuff in here that I like. I get what you're saying. Nice, nice band. It sure does get you out of your seat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that hip hop example, that's maybe the beat, like the, the rhythm section. Yeah. But you also hear some some congas, some Miami sound machine stuff almost. Yeah, funky percussion. Uh, yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. So portion control, I don't know them quite well. Just maybe this song and one other. Um, they're a British electronic and industrial band from South London. Oh, really? Yes, not Liverpool or Manchester this time, but South London. And this trio, because it's a trio, started out experimenting with electronics in 1980, quite early. Wow. And they pioneered the use of sampling. They were praised for their use of a Greengate DS3 sampling and sequencing system. A mouthful. It's a piece of software uh, and a bit of hardware extension built for the Apple II computer. <laughs> so really the early days of uh, okay. home computing. Yeah. These guys, they uh, jumped on it. Way back. <laughs> way back, way back. In in their shed, <laughs> probably. So in the, in the early years, they released some albums on cassette tapes and also some singles. But luckily, they signed with a record label a few years after. Their first properly released album was... I Staggered Mentally, mm. and that album had some underground dance floor hits on it. Not in a disco way, because uh, as you just heard, it's catchy, but it's not for everyone. And the vocals are basically the only human element amidst electronic drones, metallic beats, synthesizers. And the band classifies their music style as hard rhythmic electronics. And later on, we can define this genre as EBM or electronic body music, like we uh, just mentioned. They turned out to be a major influence uh, on Skinny Puppy, also a big EBM act, Frontline Assembly, and also Depeche Mode. And they even supported Depeche Mode during their 1984 tour, Some Great Reward. Oh, wow. And we discussed uh, Depeche Mode last week extensively. Yeah, that's not your favorite period, is it? Of Depeche Mode. No, the thing is that Portion Control also didn't really know them nor like them because they were just too poppy in that early stage. <laughs> Later on, they became epic. Yeah, yeah. And we can agree on that with uh, 
music for the masses and uh, I'm just thinking the kids that loved Depeche Mode in 1983 that bought tickets for the show and then got to see Portion Control <laughs> I guess that, that must have been a shock for them <laughs> I think so I think so bro and uh, I also think um, that touring with Depeche Mode certainly gave them a new and broader audience so it works both ways so they did quite well as an EBM act and they disbanded in 1987 reformed in 2002 not with the three of them but just with two and they remain very active to this day uh, they only make music with software these days they sold all their synthesizers a long time ago and a few years back all their old releases on cassette have been remastered and reissued by dark entries records thank you guys for doing so and their, their more recent work still gets high praise. However, I picked a catchy one from 1985, an uh, old favorite of mine, and that was The Great Divide. Yeah, I'm just uh, checking them out right now, and I see that actually they uh, had an EP out uh, only in December last year, so that's just uh, three months ago. Still quite productive. Yeah. Um, interesting to hear what their newer music sounds like. I definitely like this, uh, this sort of music, so uh, I'm going to check out the whole album, The Great Divide, when I get a chance. But, uh, their newer stuff, is it along the same lines, or is it quite different? It's a bit different, a bit more evolved, a bit more polished, but it's got that same industrial and, and raw feel and energy to it. So they didn't really deviate from their earlier work, but they were just evolved, basically. Still high energy. A progression from, from where they came from. Progression is the right oh. word, yes. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Cool, glad you liked it, uh, Jeroen. Insta Outcast. All right. So, Insta Outcast. This week, I have a triple Insta Outcast selection for you, Goof. What? <laughs> yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Apparently, winters in lockdown lead to creativity because no less than three bands that we have named Friends of the Show have released new music very recently. Good news. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited, man. So let's start to kick it off and begin with an old favorite of Blood and Wine. This is the band that redefined the genre goth and roll. And on our website, theinfected.nl, you can read all about them and their background in our The Infected interview. And that's truly a creepy classic. Go check it out. These Finnish vampire overlords are masters of expressing that sweet romantic side of goth, conjuring up images of candlelit keeps where pale lords and ladies roam, where teeth slowly sink through satin skin and blood flows like warm wine from vein to vampire. <laughs> and then the blood starts pumping. This is their new single, fittingly released a week ago on Valentine's Day, and it's called My Girlfriend's a Vampire. Take it away, Lord Crowbath. This is Lord Crowbath from Of Blood and Wine. You are listening to The Infected. I know what she is. A craving creature of stories told. A resident evil. A mistress of the darkest night. The blood kiss from her lips is something of once in a lifetime yet to be desired for oh, oh so desirable
Jeroen, this was six minutes and 16 seconds of pure power. We know these guys uh, for, for quite some time right now. The deep voices of Lord Crowbath in the beginning, then the guitars start ripping at one minute and a half. Then we get some great mood and refrain with synthesizer layers. Production is awesome. It's very interesting work and also great. And my girlfriend is a vampire. <laughs> then maybe he's also turned into a vampire. If you have some uh, some kissing here and there, then you must be a vampire as well. I guess, I guess eventually uh, everybody turns into a vampire when you get cozy with a vampire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. In a literal in a literal sense, or uh, you can also have uh, energy vampires. People can suck you dry on, on more levels than just blood. But uh. no, I think his girlfriend's a real one because these guys have got energy to spare, man. Uh, they're definitely not drained of their energy. Yes, they do. Definitely. They put all of it into their music. And uh, I like the, uh, the way that this song keeps progressing, even though it's a type of music and a genre that can easily fall into cliches. They never do. No, they don't. It's uh, just the right mix. Production value is really high. You get the drums, the bass, the guitars, the synths, the vocals. It's uh, wonder how they do that. There might be uh, some extra help. Uh, maybe the girlfriend is not only a vampire, but is also performing the violin parts in this song. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It would be quite romantic to have a violin playing girlfriend who's also a vampire. Sounds like an interesting life. <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, makes me uh, hungry for more. So keep it coming, guys. The infected. I'd like to talk to you about uh, Chromatics. Not the Chromatics, but Chromatics. I have a song selected from 2012. And Chromatics is an American electronic music band from Portland, Oregon. So that's on the north side of the US, close to Canada. They formed in 2001. And Portland, Oregon is also where a lot of the Twin Peaks episodes were shot. And Chromatics actually also performed live in season three of Twin Peaks. Uh, not in one, but two episodes. So also David Lynch must be a fan of them, apart from the geographical connection with Portland. Of course, the music fits the series really well. Yeah. And we put a link on our website for that specific cameo in Twin Peaks season three. So you'll see the singer, Ruth Redelet, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. She's singing on a smoky and dreamy stage of The Roadhouse. And every episode closes off with a really epic performance. Nine Inch Nails also did a cameo. You can also uh, know chromatics from the soundtrack of the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And you can describe their music as a kind of, well, cinematic noir electronics. That's only since 2007, because before that they sounded completely different. It's hard to imagine, but they have their roots in a totally different, uh, well, lo-fi, chaotic, punk background, basically. <laughs> it's really difficult to, to match that with what you're about to hear. The track we're about to play is from their fifth album, Kill For Love. It's a very mature album, very polished as well, and no less than 90 minutes long with 10 tracks. So each track is, well long and i'm not a fan of uh, most cover songs but there's a very nice and haunting cover of kate bush's running up that hill and also other original tracks that they make that really stick with you i do have to warn you jeroen it's kind of fun and also our listeners there's an earworm in this track and once you hear it it can never be unheard so the chorus goes mother you're gone 
and father, you're gone. It can also sound a lot like mother, you're a cunt and father, you're a cunt. <laughs> let, me, let me stop laughing and, and rambling. Check it out. Here we go with Back From The Grave by Chromatics. Chromatics. I would never have guessed that this started out as a punky lo-fi act because they have a great sound. 
it's uh, well produced. Me either, bro. I would never have imagined that. Also, I just took the time to listen to one or two of the earlier tracks, but it's a completely different world. This is like dreamy synth pop. Yeah, it's a nice track, but it's also atmospheric in a way that is not just nice. There's something underneath here, some sort of tension that makes it more than just, you know, candy. <laughs> Which makes it worth uh, revisiting and listening to, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think so. And uh, the rest of the album is really worthwhile. Luckily, it's all on Spotify. And talking about this dreamy sound and uh, the Twin Peaks references, I have a great movie tip for our listeners this week. It's The Big Picture. The Big Picture. The Big Picture. This movie is a prequel to the series, made after they shot the first two seasons in 1991. And even though the killer of Laura Palmer is revealed in the 12th episode already in the first season, the movie gives more insight in the characters and their lives before the series starts. So you can see Chris Isaac, great singer by the way, I'm a big fan at least, and Kiefer Sutherland, they're both arriving in the town to investigate a murder case. Mm -hmm. And also David Bowie has a small role as special agent Philip Jeffries. Not everybody knows this movie, and you can also really enjoy it without having seen the series. It's called Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, and you should have no problem finding it on DVD or Blu-ray for cheap, or online somewhere. Highly recommend it. This is the second band that we have that uh, was part of uh, one of those episodes and one of those famous stage uh, acts, right? You're absolutely right, that's true. Season 3 has, I believe, 10 or 12 episodes and at least 7 or 8 well-known, well-loved bands within our genre. I see what you're doing here. You're, you're just slowly going through this list of all these bands that have been in Twin Peaks because you're just a huge Twin Peaks fan, aren't you? <laughs> easy. Yeah, great source. Easy, easy picking. No, I'm just uh, shamelessly pushing my favorite series of all time. Yeah, yeah, David Lynch is going to be uh, very happy with uh, with your uh, help, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure he needs it. Not, but uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely a fan of his work. Okay, <laughs> this is a really nice uh, and, and atmospheric and cool track, which I enjoyed, uh, which is going also into my uh, chill pop playlist, which is uh, what I use to uh, wake myself up with, because uh, I don't want to uh, wake up to the sound of uh, screaming agony. That sounds like a good idea. I should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a special playlist with just really chill music that has this atmosphere that makes you actually want to get up and, and start your day. So uh, Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, thanks. Uh, loved it. Great. Let's move on to another friend of the show. An act called SNS Sensation. And it might be new to our newer listeners, because uh, we think I think we played SNS Sensation for the first time in the first season, yeah. which is a long time ago, so you may have missed it. Those uh, episodes are now archived because they're also in Dutch, which is not very helpful since the majority of our listeners doesn't actually speak Dutch. So, SNS Sensation might be a first time for you guys that you hear this act. Um, what I want to play for you, uh, and why this is our Insta Outcast, is that SNS Sensation has a new single, Mirror Radio, which was released only two weeks ago. We've already interviewed him, and you can read more about the man and the ideas behind the music on our website, where we've published this very interesting interview, where he really lays bare his soul, and this is a guy who really thinks through what he's doing. So it's a, a good read, really worthwhile. Mirror Radio completes a trilogy. It's a SNS Sensation trilogy of songs about lockdown. It started with Small World, 
describing the panic stage of being locked inside your house. Then the second track was Your Door, that was the sadness stage. And this one, Mirror Radio, is the anger that completes the pestilent circle of this trilogy. And to share this trilogy in sequence, I have made an 8 minute mashup of the three songs about what lockdown does to people. Have a listen and see what you think. Hello? Hello? Hello, this is Seb from SNS Sensation. You're listening to The Infected. Enjoy.
Yeah.
Jeroen, nice work, man. A trilogy mashed up into one track. <laughs> Thank you. Great work, seriously. Beat matching, picking the right breaks to mix it in. Uh, I like it. I also remember the very first track we just heard by SNS quite well, indeed from our first season, I believe. The layered synths, the octave switches in the bass line, the vocals that really fit the music quite well. Then the second one is a bit more poppy. The third one has a bit more singing going on. Definitely nice. I must say I'm a bigger fan of the first track. The singing in the third track, not really a big fan, but man, this is just one guy making real high quality music. There's a story being told for sure in this trilogy. Yeah, I think it's recognizable, uh, at least for me, the way he describes that what we've went through in the past almost a year. Mm -hmm. Because almost a year mm -hmm. ago, we had entered lockdown and we decided that uh, we might as well start doing a podcast. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, only uh, 11 months ago by now. Yeah, that's right. And uh, this, this, this sort of trilogy, uh, what he describes is that you start with panic when you get locked mm -hmm. up and you can't go places and you can't do stuff. And then uh, you, you get really sad when it starts to take longer. And eventually... Um, The emotion that I also feel is that you start building up anger for mm -hmm. being in this position for as long as we have, right? So I, I recognize the emotional stages that he describes. I can definitely relate. And it's almost like um, the stages of grief. Yeah, so you got acceptance, you got resistance, you got anger. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there's a similarity there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of lyrics, you know, I'm a sucker for it. Uh, I've been following uh, what uh, Seb had to say about it. And uh, he says he's steering away from traditional lyrics writing. These lyrics are where storytelling and stream of consciousness meet. And it works well to convey the sense of all types of different things you may worry about at the same time. From existential questions to concern for culture, fears, nostalgia. In, in a stream of consciousness format, it allows for all these different modes of thinking, situations and stories to be present at the same time. And that's what it feels like for me as well. Um, I'm not really a linear thinker. I usually have a lot of things going on at the same time, mm -hmm. uh, from, from abstract thoughts to aesthetic speculation. And um, I think it's only human to, to have all of that going on in, in, in the foreground and in the background in different modes, shooting off in different directions at the same time. And I like that um, this sort of way that he's composing the music and the lyrics fits, um, because this is really how we get to feel whatever we are feeling. Yeah, yeah. And we don't always talk about it, but um, you do right now opening up a bit. I think that's very recognizable and um, well... SNS turns it into music. Yeah, and I like the fact that it doesn't force you to uh, follow a story, but uh, it gives you impulses that uh, you are allowed to, to play with and toy with and to add to your collection of emotions uh, and you can do something with it yourself, which is cool. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I also picked up on one line and uh, I believe the final song, sing along to infected sounds. <laughs> so that must be... A compliment to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I interpret yeah. it. As a fan of the show, it goes both ways. I know SNS is listening to us. So awesome. Uh, thank yeah. you for that reference. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, we love just me, but yeah. Thank you, Seb. Yeah. Great stuff. So I got another power track lined up for uh, for you all. It's um, by 
Irene de Milo and not Venus de Milo. And her name popped up in my recommendations on SoundCloud, I believe during the summer of 2020. It's kind of an obscure act. I only found four moody and compelling songs in which her vocals can be heard. Those vocals are, by the way, drowning in the obsessive rhythm and reverby guitar uh, sections. I really like that punchy snare drum, by the way, that you'll soon hear. There's a lot of tempo and energy going on. The instrumental section is made by Boris Vult, I found out. Can't find much information on him as well. But I just had to play it, even though I couldn't discuss much about it. So Irene and Boris mostly self-release their music through Bandcamp and also through SoundCloud. And the song we're about to play is called Retirez vos mains de mon visage. Mm -hmm. Translated as Take your hands off my face. Here we go.
totally got me uh, hooked, this track. I like it. It's uh, It's got this pressure somehow. It feels like you're under pressure when you're listening to it, especially the... Oh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so it's it's about uh, two two minutes into the track at ten two ten, then you hear this uh, bass synth turn into something which I tried uh, to figure out what it is. So I like the roll change that the uh, synth does, and it sort of picks up and immediately jumps at you uh, into the foreground. Very uh, interesting choice. Yeah, like it musically. In all honesty, I, I did hear this track before like uh, what I just mentioned maybe last summer, but I also tuned into a Twitch live stream of a show I've been following for a long time. It's called Radio Void, and Radio Void is an individual, I believe, from the US, since he's broadcasting in three o'clock at night. I couldn't sleep, I saw he was live on Twitch, and you, the thing is with Twitch, you can't um, look back or listen back to other shows, so you have to join live. At least that's how he made his settings. Now I tuned in and I heard the track again. I got man, I got I gotta play this. Couldn't sleep until maybe four o'clock at night. I was kind of dwelling and walking around in the house because during COVID, guys, the lockdown period, work and private life, they get intermixed. Your rhythm gets all messed up. So uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's uh, sleepwalking sometimes. But I was uh, happy to tune in to the radio void and stumble on this track by Irene De Milo again that made me pick it. Thank you, Irene de Milo. I guess uh, that uh, is uh, how we should pronounce it. Yeah, she's French. I just uh, did it the American way, but you're right. It's Irene de Milo, probably. It sounds more sophisticated. If everything sounds more sophisticated in French. Yes, it does. It does. Maybe we can reach out to Irene for a quick interview, now that I'm thinking of it, because she's quite active on Facebook. That we would be the infected. <laughs> and you will be Govart. <laughs> Le, les infected, yes. <laughs> les infected? I'm not sure, man. Yeah. Um, not sure whether our French is up to it. So let's hope that uh, she's uh, also able to uh, speak in English when we, uh, when we reach her. That might be helpful. <laughs> yeah, or I'd be really ashamed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. I never heard of her and uh, she's not on Spotify, so that sucks because uh, now I can't easily put it into the playlist I, uh, I listen to a lot, but uh, I'll, I'll figure a way. It does suck. It does suck. But each track costs just one euro on uh, Bandcamp. So oh, I'm, I'm happy to buy stuff on Bandcamp, but I don't listen to it. Basically, I just do it to support artists, but I don't mm -hmm. actually listen to that music a lot. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, the ease of use yeah. of Spotify has got me completely, you know, Yes. I just can't... Uh, it's too easy. It's all too easy, and I'm, I don't have the strength of character to uh, to walk away from it. I agree. It's such a convenient platform. Yep. And to conclude, our friends of the show trilogy, and I'm really sorry about this. So there's no classic. There's no classic this week. There's no cover me section. You know, all of that overboard because basically I can't can't help uh, having found all this great new music from friends of the show uh, that is just out very recently. A wise man told me that we make our own rules, Jeroen, and we play so many classics, so I really like the freshness of these three picks. So Desp Air Jordan is obviously a play on Air Jordan. Uh, actually, the last three letters, Air in Despair, are capitalized to make sure that nobody misses the pun. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at their logo, 
It looks like a, a, a basketball player doing a slam dunk. But if you look closely, you will find that it's Robert Smith <laughs> who's doing the slam dunk. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, really? It's so fucking cool. Man, these guys have T-shirts. Uh, everybody should buy one. I'm, I'm just slightly too big to fit into their, uh, their sizes. And it's just such a shame, man. I love these guys. And I, I, I'll tell you why I love them in a minute. Oh, um, I see now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you notice? Crazy. <laughs> it's cool, no? Yeah, yeah I'll put a link uh, to uh, to their stuff uh, <laughs> on on the website. So uh, they already had me uh, before. Actually, I heard a sound almost. But um, let's first to kick it off. Listen to Despair Jordan. This is um, from their recent album Before Your Wings Gave Out, an album that was released this year, and I was completely blown away by it because they were only uh, together. Uh, as a Jordan for about a year or a year and a half and um, they sound so good they sound so together they sound so mature I was like how is a new band able to 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 play like this and um, I found out but I'll tell you uh, after we listen to this track so this is the song that kicks off the album let's listen to uh, Josh for the introduction hey everybody this is josh from despair jordan you're listening to the infected this is the first song off of our debut album and it's called the architect
soon there's a discrepancy between that Air Jordan picture I just saw with slam, slam dunking Robert Smith and the music I'm just hearing. It's a completely different world. Fun tongue in the cheek logo on one hand and a very mature sound uh, on the other hand. It made me think about Interpol, man. The singer Paul Banks from Interpol has got a real similar sound to these guys. I'm impressed. I'm even hearing hints of that U2 big stadium rock sound. It's really layered, well produced. Why are these guys not picked up? Or are they? Uh, there's a catch here. So um, I was I was thinking the same thing. Um, uh, Kings of Leon also came to mind at a certain point, uh, but um, I don't think it's uh, mm -hmm. you know you do these guys yeah. justice uh, by just comparing them to a bunch of other bands. They do have their own sound, and I love the way, for instance, that that uh, about three minutes uh, the song really takes a turn. Uh, there's an instrumental section. It, it builds up, the rhythm changes, and then at the end of that part, uh, at about four minutes, you get a whole new bridge. At, it really develops, uh, and there's, there's craftsmanship in this song. And also in the way that the interplay between the two guitars is, is going back and forth, uh, is very, very good. So I figured, you know, something has to be wrong here for these people to be this good. And it turns out um, we did an interview with uh, Josh, the uh, singer of the band, and he's uh, bared his soul for us. And this interview is something that you just have to read. It's guy has a great sense of humor. I'm going to get a couple of quotes from it, but uh, you need to read it in its entirety. Uh, it's also uh, very, very honest. Um, and basically what you hear here is the, the sound, the cement of the sound is friendship. He tells us we've all been in and outs of bands with each other since 2006 or so. And most of us have made records and toured with each other long before we came together as Despair Jordan. And initially, I got this band together as a way to spend more time with people I wasn't getting to see enough. And the fact that the sound clicked and we started writing some of the best music we've ever done was just a bit of an afterthought. So these are guys that really want to be together and really appreciate each other and give each other space and you know are, are really working together on something that is uh, that is beautiful. And obviously, if you start in 2019, well, that means that you're going to have a dramatic story for the birth of your band because uh, by the time you uh, have uh, your songs figured out and you can uh, get ready to play, guess what happens? Um, 2020, the absolute dystopian nightmare. <laughs> and now Maddie, one of the band members, he had this great yep. theory that sometime in 2016 there was some sort of cosmic event or error in the space-time continuum and that ever since then we've all been living in a Donnie Darko-esque splinter universe where everything just kind of sucks. <laughs> and like the best theories, this one gets progressively less crazy every time you think about it. <laughs> and as Josh says, these days, occasionally, I look to the sky casting about for jet engines in free fall. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the news, by the way, this week, Jeroen? So there was a, an airplane not carrying passengers but freight, yeah. and the, their, their engine caught fire, one of four, 
and they did drop engine parts across the US <laughs> just this week. Yeah, seriously. Damn, it actually yeah. happened. Man, oh. <laughs> Not in 2016, but no, this is an interesting theory. Yeah, no, any band that does uh, Danny Darko references is already good in my yeah. book. Uh, no, no matter the music, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I can so imagine that uh, once you, uh, you, you get together and you start making this kind of music and it really clicks, you just want to go and get out there. And the reality is that George tells us, I cannot wait for the day that I can sing without a mask on. Don't get me wrong. I know they're a necessity and we've all been behaving responsibly and all, but they fog up my glasses to the point that between that and having earplugs in to protect what remains of my hearing, it's a bit like having a band fronted by Helen Keller, the famous deaf and blind <laughs> writer from the <laughs> 1900s. I have suggested that the rest of the band trace out the set list on my palm, but alas, we cannot touch each other. Performing in front of an audience would just be so nice. I suspect that after all of this is over, playing for a room of only 30 people is already going to feel like we're headlining Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, reading up on the, the rest of this interview that you did with them. It's a bit of a dramatic story, but these guys are ready to bear, to bear their soul and um, let us know where they are. Uh, how they think about life, um, what, how they work together. Uh, it's a very personal and very worthwhile story. So that was um, the last track we've been discussing, right? Time flies. Yeah, the first time uh, we've played uh, A Spare Jordan on our show. And basically... May not be the last time. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say uh, pretty much the same thing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We are in violent agreement, my friend. Yeah, we are. So uh, that's that's cool. It won't be the last, we promise. Thank you for listening. If you're new to The Infected um, and you like this show and you got to this point, it means that you did like it and make sure that you subscribe. Just type in The Infected and hit that subscribe button, people. Come on, because we want to spread the word. Come steal our music while you're on TheInfected.nl because there you'll find Spotify playlists with all the songs we've ever played on the show. Also on the site are show notes of each episode with the stories and relevant links and downloads of the mashups we sometimes make and a shop with cool merchandise. The address to go to, again, is theinfected.nl. You can also use the site to get in touch, say hi or suggest a track. Because we love hearing from you. And then, without further ado, the final part of every show this season is the competition. Looking forward to it. Yeah, because you're going to be the first one that's guessing. <laughs> Eight bit minute. Eight bit minute. Eight bit minute. So this whole season we end the show with an 8-bit minute. If you can recognize the artist and track, send us a message. At the end of the season, the listener with the most right answers wins a luxury back-printed The Infected t-shirt. But there's a chance to win for everyone. We'll send another surprise item from our store to a random participant at the end of the season. So even if you play only once, you already have a chance to win. And in last week's 8-bit minute, I'll now reveal we played for you Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart. And only a few people got that right. So if you did, you are in a good place for the big prize. See if you can recognize this week's 8-bit track. Here it is.
stay strange. <laughs>